Today's show is brought to you by Lightning Pod. If you have a podcast, you know that it's a lot of work. But Lightning Pod can help. We've been working with their founder, Eric Johnson, for more than a year now, and he's really helped us take the Smart Home Show to the next level. So if you're starting a new podcast or you want to make your existing podcast better, you should get in touch with Eric. Learn more at lightningpod.fm. What's going on with Bluetooth in 2016? Find out on today's episode of the Smart Home Show. Hey everyone, this is Mike Wolf. Welcome to the Smartum Show. Today's guest is Mark Powell, who's the executive director of the Bluetooth Special Interest Group. I had caught up with Mark at CES. I bumped into him at the Bluetooth Happy Hour event that they have, I think, every year now. And I started asking him a bunch of questions about what's going on with Bluetooth, you know, their 2016 roadmap that they they have that I've written about. And so we talk about that. Which is really good. I think if you haven't uh, really heard their story about what they're planning to do to really transform their technology from being, you know, a personal area network technology to being a true IoT technology, uh, it's an important conversation. And in that same vein, they actually had some news last week where they announced that the new Bluetooth Internet Gateway architecture. And so this conversation is fairly timely because we were able to discuss that with Mark. And the idea really for them is they wanted to create an architecture and a framework that helped Bluetooth devices move beyond just being local and personal area network connectivity to allowing Bluetooth devices to be contacted and managed remotely through the cloud. And this is a big part of that conversation. So it was a good overall conversation. If you are a Bluetooth nerd or really want to get inside baseball, what's going on with one of the most important uh, connectivity technologies for IoT, I think this is a good one for you to listen to. If you haven't listened to the last conversation where I catch up with Daniel Rausch and want to really hear about how Amazon's pushing the envelope on business model innovation around services with regard to the smart home and IoT, I think you should go back and check that one out. That's the previous episode. And as I also mentioned, if you are going to be in Austin on March 15th for South by Southwest and you want to get together with like-minded or different-minded smart home people and want to talk about uh, what's going on in IoT, smart home, the connected kitchen, connect with me on Twitter, Direct message me, and I will get an invite out to you. I'm at Michael Wolf on Twitter. No E in the Wolf. I don't know why people would want to put any on my name, but they've been doing it my whole life. There's no E on my name. It's just Michael Wolf. All right, folks, that's it for now. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Mark Powell, and we'll talk to you soon. I've uh, enjoyed going to the CES Bluetooth party, I think, for two years in a row. Uh, this was the second year I went, uh, and I had a, a chance to, to chat with you. And so we talked a little bit about some of the things, and I thought, you know, why not have Mark on the Smart Home Show so we could talk about uh, where Bluetooth is with regards to the Smart Home and more broadly IoT and have everyone hear the conversation. So uh, that's what I really want to talk about. Fantastic. And you guys actually had some news today, which we will get to in a bit. You guys had an announcement around gateways. Um, but uh, I first want to just kind of go down what I, what I saw you guys had announced, I think, in the fall, the Bluetooth 2016 roadmap. And a lot of what you guys were talking about, I think, was very relevant around smart home. And I saw three major components, increased range, um, faster speeds, and mesh. So uh, the specification with uh, these three um, improvements, the uh, range, speed, and mesh, the Bluetooth specification for that is targeted towards the end of 2016. Okay. Talk a little bit about the processor, each one of these being tackled individually um, by different working groups. 
and then eventually you coalesce within kind of the new spec, or how does that generally work? Well, you know, Bluetooth has, um, you know, a, a massive range of options for developers to build products with, and, you know, the, these three new features are, are adding to that uh, array of things that people can use. There is some overlap between them. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a big focus on taking Bluetooth specification to the next step in order to better address the Internet of Things. And, and these three things really allow us to do that. Range, um, it, you, know, it, you know, having a four times increase in range takes us from uh, what is really a, a connection that works in this room and the next room kind of a scenario right now to it'll cover a whole uh, single family home and the yard as well when, when you have an extended range. So you could have, for example, a plant watering device in the yard and be able to monitor and control that from somewhere in the house. So that kind of use case is enabled by, by having um, an extended range. The interesting thing, of course, is that you can also achieve extensions in range two with mesh yep. um, by having uh, devices relay messages from one to the other. I mean, an interesting example of this might be a hotel where you have a corridor um, of door locks that are all Bluetooth um, with the mesh feature, and uh, perhaps one door lock at the end is connected to a gateway, um, which has an internet connection. And um, uh, when when there are messages for locks or needing to validate keys, that kind of thing, what mesh allows is for the messages to kind of you know uh, cascade between each of the each of the locks and you know in one direction or the other. So it's it's helpful in extending range, but it's also helpful in allowing devices to work uh, together. Um, so for example, if you had a room with multiple uh, light bulbs, these light bulbs could all be part of a group and could be controlled as a group and Mesh allows you to do that. Mesh also allows you to have very simple control devices like uh, a light switch uh, and the light switch could be uh, configured to connect directly to a group of lights and for you not to need anything in between in order to uh, allow the light switch to turn the lights on and off. So that's what Mesh allows you to do. So together with uh, extended range, you know, we're really uh, offering our developers uh, a range of options <laughs> uh, in, in which to develop products that uh, address the smart home. Um, the speed increase that uh, we're adding as well is, is part of this mix. I mean, it's interesting, a lot of these... Um, uh, devices in the home, uh, you know, want, you're probably likely to need uh, firmware updates, for example, from time to time. And having an extended uh, higher speed uh, would allow you to um, perhaps go up to a device uh, in, in the home, maybe a window sensor, uh, and uh, send over uh, an, an updated firmware using a higher speed. So the higher speed is to help with scenarios like that. It also helps in some of our existing scenarios where perhaps you might have several days worth of uh, fitness tracking on your, um, your fitness band and you want to quickly uh, synchronize those with your, your smartphone or your tablet. And again, having faster speed enables that to happen in a much shorter time. So there's uh, you know, a number of things that our, um, are going to take our specification forward and allow us to better address scenarios, um, Bluetooth scenarios in the, you know, in the smart home. 
and there's a number of scenarios uh, that are in a, you know further enhanced uh, that already exist, like in in, in um, sports and fitness. I'm old enough to remember when Bluetooth came out around the turn of the century. I think it's you know it's been around since the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, and at the time, it was you know called a PicoNet, a personal area network, and and it makes sense as so many things have turned towards this next evolution, Internet of Things. You guys have really started to adapt the technology to become uh, an IoT technology. And to that extent, you've you've moved much beyond this original scope. And so the the range increases, you know, really interesting to me. And mesh is interesting, um, and increasingly you're you know you're competing with like technologies that were are, are Z-Wave and Zigbee that have been around as well that had their original focus on things like smart home, for example. So is this something that your your own members have been calling for for some time? Well, that that's the secret, Mike, is that Bluetooth is is all about empowering the members, empowering the right. members to um, create new specifications, uh, and we spend a lot of time and effort. Um, facilitating and creating a dy- dynamic and collaborative environment for, for people uh, and delivering tools that make it just effortless, effortless <laughs> excuse me, to develop new specifications. And, uh, you know, so it very much is the members wanting to drive the specification in, in a particular direction. And, um, and then you look at, uh, and, and we, we have tons of uh, stats in terms of how many uh, new products, how many new companies are developing products. So it's clearly something that people not only want to develop new specifications for, but it, they also want to build products. And we're seeing the growth in products explode. I mean, this past year, a little over 3 billion devices were shipped worldwide with Bluetooth inside. And, uh, you know, that, according to our numbers, almost 20,000 product models um, which is an enormous number and, and a significant growth over the pre- prior year. So people are coming to Bluetooth because they know they can develop the, spe- the right specifications and they know that they can get the right support when they build their products and bring them to market. This news today of the gateway announcement is interesting. You basically are announcing, and you could probably do a better job of, of explaining it, uh, that Bluetooth is going to be increasingly integrated into things like home routers and will act as gateways. Where, and what I see happening is these intermediate intermediary devices that connect, for example, Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. If you look, for example, the SmartWalk guys, like August, and these other guys, they all these guys offer these bridge devices that connect the Bluetooth to Wi-Fi world. Those could go away as you guys push forward with this this gateway software framework because you'll ultimately see if this if this moves forward in a logical progression, you'll see Bluetooth incorporated into routers. And uh, and the, the Bluetooth network will be sitting side by side with the Wi-Fi network on the on the home router. Does that kind of the world you envision? Well, um, I think if you think forwards uh, to to the future smart home, um, it isn't just about connecting the devices in the home together and getting them to work well together, which is which is what Bluetooth's all about enabling. Um, but it's also about connecting to the outside and allowing um, things from the outside to control things inside or to monitor things inside. So it, it's, it's useful if you have, for example, um, a security service that you might subscribe to, and that's based in you know, something you subscribe to in the cloud, and to have perhaps all of your window sensors and door locks uh, connected to the security service 
And the way to do that, obviously, is through some kind of a gateway. I mean, we've had, uh, I think it was last year, we announced the ability to connect over IP and over HTTP to, um, to Bluetooth devices. Uh, now this is now the, the next logical piece um, that we're, we're adding here by helping gateway manufacturers uh, bolt in Bluetooth and, and, and provide that connection directly to the cloud. I mean, another, another interesting scenario might be uh, if I have a whole uh, array of uh, health devices in my house, perhaps uh, I'm a, somebody who's diabetic and I have a, a blood, a blood uh, a glucose meter, I might have a blood pressure meter, and these, these are things I use frequently during the day, and being able to, uh, without needing my smartphone or tablet, being able to provide the data to a cloud service, my, my health cloud service, let's call it, um, that uh, also allows my doctor to subscribe to that and change my treatment plan. I mean, these are all of the kind of really exciting and interesting use cases that are enabled by this kind of thing. Exactly. And I guess what it does is it allows you, like you said, to directly get out to the cloud and do an end run around Wi-Fi. Because I felt like you, in a way, Bluetooth had to be reliant on Wi-Fi within the smart home. But now um, with the combination of IP with this gateway software framework, uh, you guys are allowing Bluetooth to go, to go directly into the cloud and talk to the cloud itself. Yes. And, it, you know, for us, it's a logical progression. I mean, we, we very much see Bluetooth working in concert with these technologies, obviously we have been. I mean, there's billions of smartphones out there today that already have Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and LTE, and the technologies work very nicely together, and there's applications and use cases where the three technologies right, right. Are, have been used. Um, so that's happening, but you know, in the smart home, for example, in the future, there will be devices in the home that may connect using Wi-Fi, like perhaps my refrigerator. I'm sure if you were in Las Vegas, you couldn't have missed those refrigerators with internal cameras to tell you, and you have a screen on the outside so you don't even have to open the refrigerator. Well, connecting those things to your smart home and connecting them to your cloud service is probably going to use a Wi-Fi connection because it's cameras and video, and that's much more suited to a high bandwidth uh, transport like Wi-Fi. But there will be other devices in the home that will connect using using Bluetooth. So it's it's not it's not like the wimp, you know, create, creating an uh, you know a competing path. No, it's it's a logical extension of where we've been, and we'll continue to work uh, in collaboration with these other technologies. Talk a little bit about the IP story. You know, how big is uh, the install base in the field of Bluetooth radios that are actually communicating over IP? Is at CES we talked about an example or two, but is is that a very large install base at this point, or is it still still pretty, I guess, uh, uh, small at this point? So um, I, don't ha I don't have the, the data in front of sure. me, but um, this, the specification came out, I think, in the latter half of uh, last year. So I would imagine that we're just getting things started, um, and uh, we'd probably be more appropriate to talk about that later this year when we've got had a chance to see just how many products are in the market using that technology. One of the big stories around IoT continues to be, and I think will increasingly be around security. As you know, press stories come out in the press, for example, of, of hackers seeing a, a kind of a playground with it, with regards to IoT. I think you know, I think a lot of it's sensationalistic, obviously. But you know, for guys at the physical layer, you guys are taking this very seriously. I know Z-Wave announced their Security Profile Two, and they move beyond their 128-bit cipher security to to more robust security. 
what is your what are you guys doing in the, with that regard? Are you guys looking to make kind of uh, additional announcements this year around increased security? So um, uh, Bluetooth 4.2, which was our last release, um, which was uh, I think a little over a year ago now, that took us to uh, uh, government grade. So blue, government grade Bluetooth, if you like. We had 128-bit AES. It's NIST and uh, FIPS compliant. So we have available to our developers um, a very high level of security, uh, clearly good enough for, for, for government uh, work. And um, our, our members can build products uh, that have that level of security. Um, some members choose to build products that um, have a lower grade of security. I mean, this is the, the powerful thing with Bluetooth is it's a specification with such an array of options that as a developer, I choose what I need to build the best product for the market I'm intending to serve. And so, you know, if I don't need that government-grade security, I can do something else. And as you know, I mean, usually with security, it's a trade-off between usability and, uh, and the highest level of security, and uh, that's always a challenge. So, um, you know, people who are building devices that uh, it's important that they just connect um, may choose a lower level of security. Guys who are building things that where security is a sensitive thing are going to build in the highest level that we have available. Let's talk a little bit more about the gateway uh, announcement. Um, I think that you guys are anticipating that more and more home routers will have Bluetooth in that. I think that's an assumption that uh, we could probably build in over time. And is it? Do you see a world where home routers ultimately have? You know, a high penetration of Bluetooth, and and this software framework that you guys have developed is kind of the what will help the the router manufacturers to really kind of connect to the Bluetooth world. So, so I think the, the, it's it's a very interesting question. I mean, the the world we see is that there'll be homes which have inside them many devices that can connect to the internet, um, and many of those devices already have Bluetooth. So, for example set-top boxes and televisions already have Bluetooth to do remote control or um, you know, wireless audio connection. So it's a small step to add, um, add Bluetooth and, and piggyback on the internet connection those devices already have. Of course, a lot of homes also have a gateway, um, and uh, you know, adding Bluetooth to that gateway may well be important to a segment of the market. I don't think we're being prescriptive to say, you know, it has to be this way. Right. I think what we're doing is we're providing options that could be embedded in a range of different products. I mean, that's, again, that's one of the beauties of Bluetooth is being able to apply it to different market segments because of the uh, breadth and, and, and depth that the specification has that uh, provide the choice that a developer can, can pick from. It could be the television like you said, or it could be another device that ultimately acts as the Internet Gateway. As long as it has Internet connectivity, it's somehow connected to the Internet. You, you see the Gateway software and framework acting and enabling these different devices in the home to connect to the Internet. Absolutely. It, 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 the, the concept applies just as easily to a, a router as it does to um, a, a set-top box like a Roku or, or a, a television that has a, an Internet connection. I think um, it, most people would understand the the gateway <laughs> and, and what it enables in terms of the gateway. And of course, what we announced was was actually uh, a, a, a kickstart or quick start um, 
a, a set of software for our developers so that they can quickly implement something in, in terms of a gateway, but the technology is, is very adaptable to these other different scenarios. You know, if you look at the array of options, um, you know, Z-Wave and Zigbee are more legacy technologies. Um, I think Bluetooth is attractive to me because of the pervasiveness. Um, then you have, you know, Thread, which I, I see is more of a clean sheet of paper technology. Talk about where you see Bluetooth's position and, and how you see these other technologies, for example, Thread. Well, I think the, the, the thing I look, uh, look at all of the time is how Bluetooth is attracting uh, just a massive number of, of new developers over time. And we're, we're signing up um, 300 new members a month. Um, you know, our listings are growing 30 40% year on year. So Bluetooth is technology that people are coming to to build, build these applications. Um, you know, members are coming in. We've got the highest level right now of member participation and specification development. So clearly, and these are all big names. These are, you know, there's, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of small companies you've heard of and big companies you've heard of all at the forefront of, of the smart home, and they're all involved in, in building new specifications with Bluetooth, and they'll be coming with new products based on Bluetooth. So, um, I mean, that's where, that's where I'm focused, is continuing to enable that growth. It's clearly the case that people want to come and use Bluetooth. I mean, uh, why wouldn't they? I mean, we have you know, an install base worldwide of 9, 10 billion devices, 3 billion devices shipped last year. If you were a developer, I think you'd probably want to build something where there's this massive market and an organization that sits behind it to, pro to support developers and a brand that is just recognized massively around the world. I mean, we have spontaneous uh, recognition of Bluetooth uh, as a brand. It, it's up at almost at the 100% level. Um, so from a developer's perspective, uh, I, uh, you know, Bluetooth is the logical choice. Uh, and, uh, you know, our job as the organization is just to make sure that we're making our specification process and tools better and faster and our developer support tools more efficient and even more robust in making making these uh, devices work better and better together. At the end of the day, though, if you're a startup and you have to make choices, do you guys see – are you competing for sockets with guys like Thread? Do you think there's a competition there? Well, I mean, I, I, honestly, uh, I, I, if I look at what our developers are building, um, you know, I, I, I just see an array of, of, of products for practical applications now in the smart home. I, I can't talk about other, other technologies. I just don't, don't know them well enough. But what I do know is that there's a massive number of people building smart home products that, you know, you probably saw many of them in, Las Vegas, whether it was door locks or light bulbs, light switches, just an array of things for the home. And you know, don't forget, we're building on top of um, a journey for Bluetooth that uh, you know, the previous step was what might be described as the, in the Internet of My Things, which was you know, an array of uh, fitness and um, connected sensor-type products that all connected to, to my smartphone. And now the logical next step is to build devices using that same technology, extended of course, but uh, build devices with that same technology that actually make my home smart, not just you know, my immediate environment. So it's a logical step for Bluetooth and it's a logical step for a lot of developers too. How is Bluetooth doing 
uh, in industrial markets, in enterprise markets, warehouse, for example. Is this an area that you guys see as a huge growth opportunity? Indeed. Uh, industrial is a, a, a big growth opportunity. We've got a group of um, members working together um, to enhance the specifications that we have in this area. So uh, not not a lot for us to talk about right now, but um, um, in the future, I, I'm sure we'll be having a conversation about what Bluetooth is doing in that area as well. Hey, well, Mark, thanks for taking time and tell me a little bit about how you guys are doing and what the roadmap looks like for this year. Fantastic. Thanks for the opportunity. All right, that's it. If you were looking for an update on what Bluetooth is doing with regard to Smart Home, that was a good one. From Mark Powell, I appreciate Mark coming on and having a chat with me. As always, if you haven't subscribed to the Smart Home Show, you can do so on iTunes. Go to technology.fm, find out where to as well, or just do it in your favorite podcast app. All right, folks, I have some more podcasts coming fairly soon, so keep your eyes and ears out. We should have some more this week, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Have a great day. Bye. <laughs>